Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayez Shir, number 327. Uh, we're going to talk today about the importance of having uh, healthy activities outside the bedroom, and not just inside the bedroom, and how your outside the bedroom activities could enhance what goes on in the physical intimacy aspects in the bedroom. Um, many couples... Um, when they go into therapy, they sometimes say that we overall have a good relationship, but in the bedroom, you know, we're just, uh, just, just issues there and we feel distant or not in the mood or whatever. But most of the time, it's because outside the bedroom also there are things that need to be worked on. The first step, obviously, is to have a good communication and to clarify and to talk uh, for example, anything that's upsetting to talk about it and uh, to, you know, iron things out and to practice to be kind to one another, not to take each other for granted. Every small act of kindness is very, very precious and valuable. And all these things need to be un- uh, done, not in in the bedroom per se, but all day long and in all periods of the marriage, to be kind even when you're not in the mood to be kind, to be kind even when you don't feel like it. And as you do this and you practice this, there'll be a closeness that will be felt emotionally that will help and it'll trickle in as a trickle-in effect that'll enhance the bedroom aspects as well. In addition, there needs to be a trust between one another, a loyalty. If someone said something hurtful about your husband or wife, you defend them. You protect each other. You're loyal to each other. And that it also is an excellent and very important tool. And it's an important feeling you need to have in your heart that your husband or wife has your back and that you will are you back them up 100%. For, and you know, when, when anyone else has anything, any opposition to them, you defend them. Now, if you have things you need to talk about between yourselves, that's a separate issue. Of course, you talk things through. But the outside world, you're loyal, you're trustworthy toward, towards each other, and you protect each other. And obviously, to spend attention, give attention to each other outside the bedroom. Very often, what happens is, with couples is they have to assume when one of them gets like this touchy-feely type of uh, uh, warmth uh, outside the bedroom, the other the other one in that couple assumes that this attention is happening because they want sex. And that shouldn't be that way. There has to become a point in the relationship where uh, one of them could hug and give a little kiss and hold a hand and be affectionate without the other one necessarily assuming that it's because they want to have sex or that the couple that is the the one who is projecting this warmth is not doing it for that primary purpose there needs to be that physical touch connection and warmth nothing to do with sex but simply because i want to show that i care about this person i want to show that i appreciate this person and i want to show that i love this person and the bedroom will uh, aspects of it will come as a result of that, but the primary focus has to be the wanting to be close to each other because you love them 
in all circumstances and in, whether, in, in, in every situation. Frankly, the behavior that you have in the Nida period, in the period of separation, physical separation between a husband and a wife, that is a real strong key in determining the aspect of the bedroom relationship that's going to happen later or not happen later. Because there needs to be, with compliance to all the halachas necessary, nevertheless, in that two-week period or whatever, as long as that period is, a feeling of warmth to each other, a feeling that you care about each other, the trust that we talked about, good communication. You can't just shut off the switch and go your own merry ways. Um, you know, sometimes, stereotypically, the husband sometimes has this uh, mentality. I'm just going to shut it down in my head for the two weeks and then come back and check back in. That's not the way to do it. And very often, it goes the other way around too. Sometimes the wife also has this, okay, physically we're not, not going to do my own thing. Each one goes into their own rabbit hole and pops up two weeks later, expecting everything to be perfectly normal and healthy. And that's not the way relationships work. There needs to be always a trust, a loyalty, good communication and affection and kindness, even when you're not in the mood of being kind and a certain warmth that needs to be there even in the Nida period. And that is very, very important. Another thing is also to have a certain playfulness, not kalas reish, but kalas, a certain lightness, a certain fun aspects of, of connecting in a playful way towards each other. You tell each other how much you mean to each other, and you keep that commitment to each other and in the little things and being emotionally connected to each other because emotional intimacy leads to physical intimacy. Now, the truth is, I'm just going to talk about something that people sometimes experience after the kids go out of their the house and empty nest syndrome. It comes with various issues. Um, and they feel that they're, they led separate lives. And But the thing is, what you need to understand is, is that even now, if you're in a matzah where you have the kids still in the house and they're young, you don't wait till then. You find lists and goals and things to do. And even if these, you know, you think along the lines of, I wish I would have done this, if, but only the kids were here. But as soon as the kids are out of the house, I will do X, Y, and Z. You figure out, try, try the realistic ways of trying to get it, the X, Y, and Z um, done in, in the best possible way. And um, you do that. And you talk to each other, no matter how busy you are or not busy you are, whether your kids are still in the house or whether your kids are out of the house, you talk to each other. You talk to each other at least 15 to 20 minutes a day, meaningful things, eye contact, connect with one another without the technology, without the phones or any other distraction. And by doing that with each other, that studies have shown, and this is extremely accurate and true that it strengthens and intensifies and makes the relationship strong. You do this, especially after the children leave the house, but even while the children are in the house, no matter how hectic it is, you commit to 10 to 20 minutes a day of meaningful conversations that keeps the marriage going. Sometimes it's important to surprise your husband or wife, do something special, do something different, something that normally you wouldn't do, but now you're doing it. 
to treat them to something special, that they feel loved and appreciated by that. Sometimes it's important to try to do something new together, do something new together, uh, a, a new hobby together, go out somewhere special together, get a babysitters and and do an activity together just between you and your husband, you and your wife. This special together could be things that are both inside the bedroom and outside the bedroom. And it's not merely just the quality, the quantity rather, but it's the quality. It's the quality of the communication. It's the quality of the affection. It's the quality of doing special things. That's very, very important. And, um, and keep, keep, keep that fire going. Keep that motivation going. And by doing so, you will see that it will affect in a positive way the physical relationship as well. And part of this is to extend emotional generosity with an open heart, which takes emotional security, which means that you'll look out primarily for your wife, for your husband, not necessarily for yourself. Not necessarily that if you do A for me, I'll do B for you. If you do B for me, I'll do A for you. Inherently to give for the sake of giving. And the kids see this and that helps the whole family when your kids actually see this and emotional generosity of giving for the sake of giving. And that too trickles has a trickle-down effect into the bedroom activities and physical intimacy as well. But it has to be independent of physical intimacy. It has to be there 24-7 all the time to be emotionally generous with one another. Part of it also is that even though we're all busy, a lot of us with work and other things, our achrayas, but to nevertheless do our best to give time to each other, to prioritize our life with one another, one another, and realize that we, meaning the couple, husband and wife, we are first priority, above jobs, above children, above other family members. And despite the fact that we do have to do all these things that we have to do in life, that we have an achrayas for, this always has to be top priority. And also not to brush off when you see subtle hints that your husband or wife is trying to get close to you by saying emotionally encouraging words or by being opening up about something to understand and have the emotional intelligence to detect those hints that they're trying to hint to you. They're actually saying without saying it, I want to be close to you and to understand where they're coming from and to take that hint and to respond in kind with generosity, with this emotional generosity that we talked about, and to um, be forthcoming and give a listening ear and being empathetic and so on. And to be to hit the point hit the point where sometimes you don't always have to make these little hints that your husband or wife may or may not notice, but that you hit a point in life in the stage of your relationship be where you feel comfortable to express openly, this is what I need now, this is what I want now, and this is what I need from you now. And and to express it in a vulnerable way, which again is not easy to, to do unless you develop that trust. And when you hear that from your spouse, you respond in kind. 
You don't get annoyed. You don't get upset. You don't feel superior. You don't do anything like that. Rather, you accept that what they, your spouse is saying, that I need your attention, I need your love, I need, I need time from you, and you respond in kind, in a loving, considerable, and considering way. And that is a healthy thing to do. So the kids are just to go over the points that we talked about in this year, which had a lot of very, very important points, is that you need to, in order to enhance the bedroom, physical intimacy, sexual aspects of life in the marriage, you need to really work very hard in all those emotional connections that take place outside the bedroom, good communication, practicing being kind, whether or whether not you feel like it or in the mood at the moment, to have trust, to have loyalty, to defend your spouse, to protect each other, to give special attention to each other outside the bedroom, and to ha show emotional and even physical touch and gestures, not for the purpose of because you want to have sex, but simply to show your affection and how much you love your husband and wife, to find things to do together in a fun aspect, to play together, to lighten up in a, in a healthy way, and to develop the emotional intimacy of things, and to make lists and goals for each other. And even if you have still the kids in the house, to work it through where you still are able to have quality time together, to talk to each other at least 10 to 20 minutes a day with eye contact and, and without distractions of phones or anything else, prepare nice surprises for each other, both outside the bedroom and also inside the bedroom to spice up the quality of life, not just the quantity, but the quality and extending emotional generosity, which we just talked about, and not to say yeah, you do A for me, I, get, I do B for you, but rather to show warmth and affection and attention. And this will enhance greatly the whole marriage as a whole and how the outside of the bedroom will affect in a very positive way what goes on in the bedroom. Bracha